we, we all right. weren't recording yet, um, so. I think all prestige TV should be canceled as a concept. I think we're done with it. I think we've had enough. <laughs> you want to go back? <laughs> well, to yeah, the they already made Sopranos. I, it's over. I, th- I think if you want something with nice anymore. lighting and a good soundtrack, you can watch a movie. TV should be exclusively like yeah. You can watch a, watch a movie on. like Twin Peaks season three. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So um, <laughs> yeah, did you hold a memorial <laughs> when that finally lost and everyone woke up? From uh, that I did. I I, po- I, uh, I I posted about it on Twitter and nobody gave a shit except for you, where the the black smoke leaked out of my neck. <laughs> I, I thought you didn't want me to talk about the bracket anymore. I no, have, I know I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I just I had to bring that up. That you don't like prestige TV, but also no. one of your favorites came out like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, uh, I, I, uh, David Lynch is, gets a, has a soft spot for, is a soft spot for me. So he gets a, he gets a See, Apparently he's working on way. something for Netflix. I love prestige TV, but yeah. I think all movies should be 90 minutes long only. Oh I say my God. I'm totally with you on that. Oh, yeah. you're, Trim you're them down. I want, I want Possible, shows that please. are like 20 hours long and I want movies that are like maybe 80 minutes. That's yeah. what I want. Absolutely. The credits can be 10 minutes if you really want to get to 90, but 80 <laughs> if you minutes need is it. good. <laughs> I'm not spending Man, it's gonna... my whole life sitting in front of a screen unless I'm watching six episodes or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't have all day unless I'm going to shotgun one season of The Crown in 48 hours by watching <laughs> it back to back. zero of it. <laughs> you guys are going to tolerate so much worse pacing from a t- prestige TV show that doesn't go anywhere in six episodes than a movie that gets out of there in, in two and a half or three. See, like You I guys are, that, are suffering through so much worse to, to put yourselves through that. You're talking to the wrong gal because my favorite show is Mad Men. And I got news for you, nothing happens in that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How long it's a whole lot happening. of talking in rooms, and I love it. I think I've seen the whole thing twice, and I don't know what happens. Holy shit. I've seen it like three <laughs> times because I force it on every relationship that I have. I'm like, time to watch this now. It's the watch. Ready to be sad in the... 1960s colors? Sadman. 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 Who mads the madman? Spencer was like, Who's you know, this is the most depressing show I've ever seen, right? And I was like, that can't be true. You've seen, like, Look at how happy Don Sopranos. is. Don's, like, crashing his car into a river while drinking. <laughs> drinking and cheating like on his life at the same time. smoking four cigarettes. Welcome to Please Don't Listen to This Hazardous Materials, our monthly episode where we let you decide the awful thing that we experience, except for this month where we grabbed the steering wheel away from you and drove off the bridge ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> demanding that we watch the Watchmen TV show on HBO Max for um, Watch Month, our uh, now <laughs> annual, I'm going to claim. No, uh, don't you dare. <laughs> you you wouldn't. There, you wouldn't do it. Man. Come on. <laughs> no, we just did a repeat it. Like next year, we'll watch oh, two no, more episodes of this. We'll rewatch it again. <laughs> and then instead of doing Next Thick year, Rock, you'll, finally, uh, you'll finally make me rewatch the movie. Is that what's going to happen next year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we still uh, got the movie, the, the shitty beat em up game, uh, the, the prequel comics. We can do the like toys. The ill timed musical cues in the show just. <laughs> wait for Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of the month, we had a, a guest on, uh, B, and she told the story about being in the theater for the 2009 Watchmen with her friend's dad, and when the, the ship comes fire during uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, he's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but um, as always with this show, we have rocketed ahead of introducing ourselves and instead uh, are already complaining about something that we're not even covering today. So... Um, <laughs> Let me introduce our um, four regular hosts and our special guest um, for this uh, quick little bite of awful episode. Um, so with us today we have... Um, She's actually in the show. All the famous Watchmen characters you love and adore have returned. We have <laughs> Dr. Staten Island, Nick. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm experiencing time all at once, sort of. Kind it's, of. It's a little. It's kind of. A little. 
a little bit of time all at we once. We can call you on a rotary phone still, so it's okay. Right. Experiencing uh, Jeremy um, bearing me all at once. <laughs> uh, we have the 50 cent piece. Uh, Sam. Uh, wow, are you calling me uh, worthless? I'd rather be the $2 bill. Well, that'd be oh, more than the dollar that's... bill. It has to be a half measure. You could be the, <laughs> the dollar mm. coin. Okay. The dollar coin. Can I be a Sacagawea coin? No, that'd be appropriate. Oh, no, I think but we just, no, we like just want one. Uh, we can we I be a presidential dollar? Gay is a $2 sure. bill. All of the above. All right, I'll, okay, wait, wait, no, no. I'll, I'll be a Susan B. Anthony coin. <laughs> okay, you're a Susan B. Anthony coin. We also have... Cool. Did I write down too many names? Oh, no, okay. We have Sally Neptune, Alex. <laughs> not Susie not. Neptune, Hello. just Sally Neptune. Susie, ne- no, yeah, it's still Sally. I didn't want to get too. Confused. Yeah, it's, it's also I like wasn't eight entirely eight and a half. sure. Sally Jupiter. How about uh, Sadie Neptune? Um, and then our special guest for this episode, you may remember her from uh, busting a scrug a couple of years ago. Um, comedians in, in apartments getting murdered. Uh, Sydney is here with us. <laughs> Ah, yes. Uh, Hi, I'm for the defense of this show, and also I cosplayed as a female version of the comedian once. Do we want to examine that closely? No, we do not. Uh Moving on. No, I plan on discuss that further. I plan on when uh, Khan's coming back doing an Ozymandias one. Yeah, I would say uh, Ozymandias and the comedian. If you're Ozymandias, I'll make a fursuit of it, When it it comes down to it, I think rape and genocide are almost equal. Oh, God. And I'm, I'm your host for this, uh, one of the least informed people on this show, but I am uh, Shiny Rorschach. Oh, Shiny Rorschach. <laughs> Major character in the HBO show. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to do a female uh, Dr. Manhattan uh, cosplay, I think. Yeah. yeah. So much oh, work. Okay. Still with the big old, the big old um, blue dong, though? Sure. <laughs> you better. Uh, no. She's um, trans. That's fine. So the thing about this show... Um, while Cam drinks some coffee and is unable to defend himself, is uh, that that I don't know what I expected going in, right? Like, so I I knew I was not going to enjoy it, which is, means that you can all make fun of me for even watching it in the first place, or especially sticking with it. Um, I heard back in like 2018 or something, I'm like, they're doing a Watchmen TV show, and I'm like, oh, that's good. They'll be able to you know tell the story in a way that's better than the movie. And then someone's like, no, 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 it's a sequel. And I'm like, a sequel to what? The, the movie or the book and they're like I, I don't know yes and it's like well okay well who's doing it and it's like damon lindelof and i'm like oh that name sounds kind of familiar and i look it up and it's like he's the lost guy he's the guy who does lost and he's the guy who he's lost like, he, he he is lost and he uh he and i'm like well huh, well you know i was kind of young at the time how did lost end again and i'm like oh no oh no <laughs> he's how the man who what? committed lost <laughs> <Some bad news. laughs> yeah I believe um, the Coca-Cola polar bears were in it. I'm not entirely sure of the rest. <laughs> I didn't watch it though. Smoke but monster, to... and they're all. It's all a. It's all a dream. Uh, snow globe. Uh, it's a. Uh, you know. It's. It's about the least satisfying ending. It you was could the island want. of the mind. But I think we talked yeah. about this on the Watchmen episode. But to follow up on the like I, the ending of Watchmen, the comic was my favorite part. It's of perfect. It. There's like so many it's... good gut punches of like oh man i forgot about that or like oh no how will this pan out but it's not something you nest it's the classic thing with sequels it's like well i didn't really want that question answered yeah it, a, a and the thing with that. watchmen is it, it it explicitly the end of it is supposed to be open-ended and ask a question of uncertain like was what, it, is this yeah. worth yeah, it was this will worth it, it work is it ever worth it even like does the end justify the means you decide kind of thing but i'm also the type of person who will be like okay well they did answer the question well i'm gonna check it out i wouldn't deprive <laughs> myself of the you know the, the entertainment well, whether i it be had bad to or not. know yeah Especially i'm gonna because, look at it <laughs> because know? there are there are a bunch of people that i respect uh or that i used to respect online talking about how this is the best <laughs> prestige <laughs> tv show that's ever been made and it's and it's you know it's so like racially aware of the things that are going on in our modern times. It's so perfect for the moment that we're experiencing right now in 2019. And I 
start watching it. And I'm like, did we? If, did I click on the wrong show? Is this <laughs> what? This the one where uh, the one where the the cops are so oppressed that they need to put on the mask to deal with yeah, the problems. Yeah. So is, just is, to say, so, I am on yeah. The let's defense. get this out of the way. Yeah. I'm on the defense for this show as a show, but I would like to say that I did view this show in 2019, and I have learned some things about law enforcement and their role in a lot of state-sanctioned violence since then and so i don't know that my my love of the main character who is herself a cop and the fact that the cops are the victims i i think maybe that can just be our disclaimer yeah, of like even in 2019 that, that was like yeah it made me really uncomfortable even then when i was watching this as it was coming out like what they do with the cops in this is like what if the cops were still fascists but they were super left-wing instead (laughs) well that's all right so i have to get into this because this is one of one of my biggest impressions from watching this show uh and the thing that absolutely baffled me in the beginning was that uh this world uh dares to imagine a place where the police and the racists aren't friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, the most crazy inventive thing about this show. And the police are in danger um, I, from the racists. Yeah, I, and it's it's just so much more messy because They're rounding like, them the, up. The cops in this show have they, they it seemed like they brought through like a, a few meaningful reforms, so they're not even as monstrous as cops in our world. But yeah, people Alex hate them and want to kill kept them. Mentioning like, is this universe? good like it's better than ours <laughs> yeah I, so, like people got reparations and the cops have to ask permission to shoot someone dude dude okay the guy the guy on the on the screen right when she goes to submit the dna swab i randomly when i was with my parents for thanksgiving they were watching a show and it was that guy's show and it was about finding your ancestry um, yeah i think it's a- yeah so um, I think we should, uh, I don't know if, uh, Kim, if you want me to do it, if you want Sydney to do it, or however you want to do it, but we should probably say what this show is about. Because it's not before, really about Watchmen. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. For us to talk, talking about these things like the, the cops and the racists and the masks and um, the giant blue dildo that we'll get to, but like to start talking about all that stuff, you have to, like, somebody who's like listening to this has a material because they want to hear us dunk on something they have no idea what the hell we're talking about so what is this show um, and this is also my uh, central point in the prosecution against the case against the show watchman what is this show about can you anyone someone who's watched some of the show someone who's watched all the show can yeah, you tell so me what what as what the show is actually about <laughs> in great contrast to my um deep in-depth encyclopedic knowledge about scooby-doo and the reluctant werewolf i don't really know um what happened in this month's thing because i i uh, i put it off too long then november all ended at once and we have to record like six things and i got a job and thanksgiving and um so i'm wildly unprepared but if you want to no, i'm uh, letting you know cam we're gonna let sydney do it as part of her defense so uh, sydney well let's not turn this too much into us versus sydney i don't like this uh dynamic every one of our guests that comes on has to survive the onslaught and the thing is i would just like to say that if you had if you had if this was just a regular episode and i was your guest and you were like all right sid what do you want us to do and i knew that you guys hadn't seen this like this may have been something i suggested so yeah, totally. I'm willing to t- I'm willing to do the quick description here. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Give it, give the description. We're trying to try not to interrupt okay. you at all for that. So it's uh, the show um, picks up technically the you know the meat of the show happens about 30 years after the events at the end of the Watchmen comic and movie um, after <laughs> Ozymandias has teleported a squid monster into New York City, psychically murdered three million people and avoided nuclear holocaust between Russia and the United States because the world has to band together because this perceived alien threat, but that was a fraud. And the end of uh, Watchmen is kind of left ambiguous as to does humanity find out it's a fraud? Does, is, the, is all of those people's lives sacrificed for nothing? Et cetera, et cetera. Is it enough to keep humans from you know causing their own destruction or will it happen anyway? It's a good ending. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, what some might say a legendary uh, media changing uh absolutely precedent setting ending um and then this show picks up uh technically 30 years after that but the first scene is the uh tulsa race riots um which i myself uh growing up in connecticut and being white uh had knew very little about so this was like kind of i mean i i knew that they happened but i had no idea just the seriousness of it and like i think like a lot of people 
kind of looked into it more after I saw this episode of the show. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mainly about uh, Angela Abar, the main character, um, who is a cop or a retired cop. She retires after uh, there's like Slash a racist. Vigilante? Yeah, she retires from being a cop after her partner is killed in the uh, White Knight, which was like an attack by a bunch of right wing, basically neo-Nazi Ku Klux Klan racists on the police force. So now all the cops wear these pretty sick looking. Yeah, it's called the Seventh Cavalry. And all the cops wear sick looking bandanas. And uh, when we were not invited to look at that any more critically than then they establish. So moving past that, uh, yeah, it's about her and uh, weird stuff starts to happen and uh, Lori is in it and she's going by Lori Blake now. Uh, she's the comedian's daughter from the first book and she's my favorite and a whole bunch of weird stuff goes down and I don't want to get into it too much but that's kind of the premise um, and Ozymandias is in it and he's nuts and he's played by Jeremy Irons. I rest my case. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, I, I don't know if you should rest it this early. <laughs> Wow! No, so you did because you saw him. It's you, funny to he's, um, he's in the first three episodes. He's, I know you didn't guy. really. He's um, the master. Uh, yeah, the guy who was writing the play. Yeah. Oh, that's Seth. him. Jeremy okay. Irons from the yes. from the acclaimed Dungeons yeah. and Dragons film. Of course. Yeah. You know <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Yeah, actually, he he Said made he, that that film great. Okay. He tries to send a dude into space with a in a night suit, and it doesn't work. Have you <laughs> well, guys that's all what seen I'm saying this? is. <laughs> It's Jeremy Irons. How like I haven't seen the he's chewing the scenery in that D and D movie so much, and he does it in this. But as like a bored genius who like is disconnected from humans because he murdered three million of them, and how can you not be into that? Is all I'm saying. Yeah, he was the most interesting part of the show so far for me because I really like he was a Osmandius's character in uh, Watchmen. He was probably my favorite, but. I, I did want to see the follow-up on what he was doing. And, I mean, I, I don't think they're um, super obvious with that's him, but you just kind of assume. Because I went into the show... Yeah, I was assuming ex- and I was waiting for the reveal, and then I kind of slowly was like, maybe that's not him. Because they yeah, never I was on the name. same page. I just yeah. kind of assumed it was him, but I was like, oh, maybe it's not. But I, I went into the show expecting what an even, like, a, uh, a really hacky you know, uh, imagination of the post-Watchmen sequel show would be, oh, you get some episodes where Dr. Manhattan's on Mars, building his little Mars thing, and then you got the follow-up on, um, you know, Owl Man or Night Owl. I keep calling him Owl Man. <laughs> Night <laughs> Owl and uh, uh, Sally Jupiter and their, their relationship as, like, their, their new identities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and, like... Um, Osmendius, like you get episodes about him so um i was like waiting for those characters to like show up so anytime anyone showed up that remotely looked like anyone from watchmen i was like oh <laughs> there they are what are they doing now and then they would be like no that's not him and i'd be like oh okay i'll sit down <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um yeah seeing what he was up to is kind of interesting i'm ex- does he stick around for the whole series yeah, he's yes a he does um part of it uh, in fact, uh, his come getting stolen is a very important plot at the end of the show. Mm. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Come thievery. Someone gets into his secret fridge. Yeah. Why um, does he have uh, that? Okay, no, I know why he has that. He's trying to clone. <laughs> He's an egomaniac. Who's Sev, Sev has legacy. not gotten to that part in the why show, and she is that? putting her head in her hands right now. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not, that's not every, too far Every time I, I think expect. of a come fridge, I think of... Wait a minute. Nick, Nick, oh, you got one specific thing to go see like a a horror movie and <gasps> Wait, Nick, I was there. Guy... Oh, don't don't breathe. Yeah, the I don't was breathe. there. That was one of the few movies the three of us all <laughs> yeah, went to. Yeah, you were there. Oh. Yeah. I I try to lock that away. Turkey baster, uh, baby. In the cum fridge of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, it's like a horror movie and they're in this guy's house and he like ties up the girl and like is about to fucking impregnate the girl with the turkey baster and his own fucking cum. Don't breathe from like 2017. Um, yep. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. get into it too much because uh, it's there's a lot of things that happen in between the beginning of the show and that, but the it's not as malicious in this show, but it's a lot stupider 
the the thing that they do with the cum fridge. It's it's way dumber. And is this is this is like, weird because this is the only maybe the second most times we've said cum fridge on an episode so far. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I, I wanted show... to ask. It might be too much of a, a spoiler, but do we get to see any other characters from Watchmen in this show? Is it like a yes. huge moment when someone shows up? Should Did I not you, be asking? You that? met Laurie, yeah, right? It... I think yeah. so. Yeah, She's I met Laurie. Yeah, Laurie. Laurie's um, great. Yeah. And uh, obviously Ozymandias, and um, I think there's a couple of people you learn about, kind of like, I don't know that you meet them. Um, but then some other Dan stuff. Dan doesn't is, show up, which is what good. What enormous restraint to not have him show up. That's that's Dan? crazy for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, he's mentioned, well, or he's they, referenced. I think enormous restraint would have been... Um, <laughs> Uh, I think enormous restraint would have been exercised if they had not uh, made the climax of this film revolve around Dr. Manhattan sitting in a chair that he could easily get out of while other people attempt to make him the doomsday from the end of the first uh, book. Well, I think think if we're getting to climax, we may be getting ahead of ourselves already. Considering that (laughs) the majority of this band of brigands has only seen like the first few episodes... I guess well, I just yeah. wanted yeah, to see Yeah, but if you're what... going to make it about that, there's like a central mis- the, the central mystery of the original Watchmen is who killed uh, who killed Eddie Blake, you know? It's like who killed the comedian oh, and why yeah, yeah. and what's going on because of that. So, the central mystery of Watchmen is uh, hi, um, it's uh, uh well, there's a guy, he died and um it's the he's a cop and well, but he, was he also... might have also been a racist or yeah. a racist too, but his death isn't that important. And, and mean, how like, did this it's, this it's guy the whole thing. hang him? And who is that guy? And well, and also them yeah. finding clan that, robes that, in that, the, co- the cop's closet is like a huge shock to everyone. Like they're horrified yeah. and like so watching that's it now. So like funny. Hachi Machi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did, that, they, they didn't mean for that to be like a big a big laugh scene, but it no, definitely it was. was for me. It was supposed to be uh, very dramatic and surprising. <laughs> Yeah, the way yeah, she was like, that like, was way know, too easy to find. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. That, that was funny. That murder and, uh, you know, and like the, the story of the, the first superhero, which is something I don't think you guys got to, um, the uh, story of uh, Hooded Justice and, and how that ties into everything. But it's like, it's, it's disconnected, not in the way of the first Watchmen, where it shows you different periods of time, but they all kind of fold into one story. It shows you different periods of time. It's like, well, 30 years have passed since the original Watchmen. Here's everything that happened, and we have to end this at some point. And so <laughs> the uh, Dr. Manhattan is the problem. And, uh, well, he turned it off. He turned off being Dr. Manhattan because he fell in love with a black woman. See, uh, that was... The- what? I, I kind of... Yeah, way to drop that one on everyone. Uh, I uh, <laughs> See, I like it because... I agree that it's like, oh shit, we have to end this. What do we do? Who's in charge? Who's in trouble? What's, yeah. you know, I get that. Dan Lindelof almost... isn't picking up our calls anymore. <laughs> we have to end the but show. He went to Mars. Like... He fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost feel like it was, I would have preferred, because I love the, the world building stuff as far as like being rewarded for knowing things. I love the idea that instead of handsome celebrity Ronald Reagan becoming the president, uh, after like all the uncertainty in the 70s, you get handsome liberal Robert Redford becomes the president because Nixon mm-hmm. was president for so long and like the way history flips back and forth. I loved well, that. I loved the idea that he did like tax breaks for victims of racial violence and they called it Redfordations, like yeah. reparations. And the mm-hmm. fact that the white supremacists had huge beef with that, obviously, because you can imagine what would oh, happen yeah. if someone suggested that now. So I really liked all that stuff. Vietnam is like a U.S. territory, like Guam, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like it's just a U.S. state, but it's in Vietnam Mm -hmm. because we won the war. Mm -hmm. Like all that world building is super cool to me. One would argue that that that's one of the most dystopian things about this uh, (laughs) show. I forget. um, (laughs) I don't know if the show does it, but when I was reading Doomsday Clock, I had forgotten that uh, they solved global warming by making every car electric. Um, Yeah. Is that in the show? How we make electricity. Though? Yeah. yeah, it's like um, every time a car it's... pulls around, it, it has an electric whirring oh. noise, and I think that's the most of the extent that they did. But I like that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> there are a couple of minor moments in the original Watchmen comic where uh, Manhattan talks about solving energy efficiency, and he's talking to a guy who works on cars. He's like, "Well, at least they'll be able to work on cars forever." And Doctor Manhattan's like, "Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. You're... I, uh, <laughs> I I plan on making you and everything you love obsolete by next week." <laughs> and, and and this conversation is occurring 20 years ago 
at the time of the sh- of the comic occurring. So right. sorry, this guy no internal combustion on Mars, boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get the hell out of you. Rip. Yeah, um, but uh, there's that was one of the things that actually kind of drove me insane about the way the show is uh, is positive, right? Because um, I was listening to because I have no self respect. I was listening to the uh, behind the scenes podcast for Watchmen, this show. Um, where Lindelof and his writers, sometimes uh, other HBO directors, like uh, the guy who did Chernobyl, and I lost. I, I really enjoyed Chernobyl, the show, and I was like uh, listening to this guy talk, Craig Mazin, and I'm like, oh my god, did he do this by accident? Like he's <laughs> him talking about writing, and it just made me like it. It's like I didn't know anything about him until I uh, like I'm listening to him talk, and he's like giving all this praise and he's like well you know writing writing an ending is so hard and i'm like okay i can see that yeah and he's like because you because you have to bring everything together and i'm like okay you have some kind of insight you want to give us on this also you were writing about a historical event the ending's already written for you <laughs> yeah you didn't uh, have to do anything with that <laughs> yeah nothing ever but, um but i'm sorry that's a digression so uh lindelof is talking about he's like because uh, it's not like a natural extension of the things that happen at the end of watchmen in my mind it's it's he's when, through, when he's asked why he did it, he's like, well, all of his answers to the questions of why the world is designed that way is, I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if, as opposed to, what do you think would happen after the things in Watchmen happened? He's not like, well, this should happen. He's like, well, Watchmen is a right-wing dystopia, so naturally, for balance's sake, I should show a liberal dystopia, which is something I want to say. He thinks all of this is bad. Mm. Like, all the stuff that you mentioned yeah, that's a, that you yeah, were like, yeah. that you were, he's like, this is what would happen if the libs went too far, which is a really funny It's also the idea thing. that we would colonize <laughs> Vietnam and, like, like, the idea that this is what would happen if, like, rather than just everybody yeah. gets free college and food and money and everybody's fine, it's like, no, we, we need Vietnam. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. so yeah, uh, but... which is funny to me because like liberals protested the Vietnam War, like yeah, yeah. they were big um, against that one, well... if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so um, so Nick ended up having to stream this uh show to me because HBO <laughs> told me to fuck off. HBO, um, HBO Max. Oh wait, just... can we do like twenty minutes on how bad HBO yeah, Max? Yeah, HBO need Max tight literally wakes me up HBO in the morning Max. by dumping cold water on my face and is like, "Hey, your programs <laughs> are broken." <laughs> yeah, it, 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 like it every time I would go like thirty seconds to two minutes watching the show, and it would be like, "Sorry, there's an error," and I'd have to refresh the page, and nothing I did. Like I cleared my cache, I cleared my browser history, I turned off my ad block, I turned off all my other everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing worked. Isn't um, this supposed to be their magnum opus. This is like their grant. This is their. This, this is, is their it's not TV. Star. It's HBO. It's, it's, it's got a decent Max. selection, especially if you like movies. But if it doesn't fucking work, that's then what I'm saying. Cares? Exactly. Right. It doesn't the PlayStation do app is so bad. Yeah, it's it, impossible yeah. to use. That's it why lags. I watch it on my PlayStation, and it's literally unwatchable. For a week at a time, it wouldn't let me watch The Vow. It was like, no, that's not available. And I was like, but where is it, HBO Max? And they're like, and it does, it does. uh, You know, Disney Plus also does does the sin. But if you if you uh, like click, there's like, okay, I'm watching Watchmen, right? Um, But maybe I want to watch episode five, right? I'm not on episode five yet. Um, Mm -hmm. If I click on continue watching, it will just put me back on episode two or whatever and there's and it, no way to yeah. back out to episodes from there going back backs out to the yeah. main menu spencer uh, and i try is... to watch it over facetime and if he pauses for any less than 10 seconds it behaves as though he never paused at all yeah <laughs> it's absolutely the worst crazy. part for me is it, so like dumb. every bit of it having to load and <laughs> like lag and type uh, like typing a so one word in at a time. <laughs> I am going to say that this is AT and T's fault because they are the parent company, and I want to blame anything that happens. Oh, under it's their okay. Wing, so it's uh, like, oh, you don't AT&T. have AT and T. You have Atlantic Broadband. Um, you can't watch this. Fuck you, dude. Um, yeah, I was watching. I almost suggested for my episode last week, but the the creator of Regular Show has a show on HBO Max that's really good, and mm. they're only called Close Enough, right? Yeah, they're only. Tw- like maybe 20 minute episodes that are two parts basically like an old spongebob cartoon mm-hmm. and it would literally crash once apart for me sometimes twice and like <laughs> totally back me out yeah i haven't awful. had that problem since but seb couldn't even watch no i got yeah, i suffered through 15 minutes and and it just kept stopping every like one minute N- not even like enough to really get anywhere it's um, truly it was wild. really bad. So Nick ended up having yeah. to stream this to me. And what I was trying right. to say um, was while he was streaming this to me, 
I would not shut up about how much I fucking hated this liberal dystopia. I'm like, you think that's what <laughs> leftists want? This you, is the future you... liberals want. <laughs> this is what? Lindelof has no idea. He is a centrist who is. Uh, uh, he made his money in 2006 with Lost and has not thought about it one day since. So he's like, <laughs> what would be the opposite? Maybe the reason the, I the, still the like Nixon this dystopia. is because I haven't read. Like I don't read this stuff. I don't read the wiki. I don't listen to the behind the scenes podcast. I didn't know anything about the director. Like I didn't even know he was the lost. I mean, guy. I didn't. I didn't do that either. Like I so didn't do any of that. You told me I don't like this show. It's done by the lost guy. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense because I hadn't even thought about it. So I feel like my enjoyment like maybe absolutely hangs on knowing nothing about the creator's actual intent <laughs> because I had no idea that was meant to be a like liberal utopia or you know dystopia or whatever. I just thought it was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. They actually passed some progressive stuff. And there was a, you know, severe right-wing backlash. Like, we had a first-back president, and then there was a huge racist backlash. Like, that's what happens in history. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But it, now you say liberal dystopia, and now I hate it. Yeah, so... It makes you think about the stuff that he put in the show, like the big, long trigger warning before a show that I actually did laugh at, which was, uh, uh, yeah, like, you know, the fun. show within a show, they put the big, yeah, long trigger like, warning Yeah, it was like, this contains violent yeah. and LGBTQ people and something like that. And I was like, what... Why do you need this? You think this is what we're doing when we're doing trigger war? No. That's that's what he thinks. <laughs> like this, you know, it's a joke, but it is how he thinks. This is a centrist guy who's like, yeah. well, obviously, too far in either direction is very bad. So I have to show we're them. Perfect. We're perfect. Right where we are. Everything. I'm not where affected by so yes, these right? issues, that's which means thing. that I get to be objective. <laughs> so but um, there... the the thing is, um, oh. yeah, go ahead. Sir. Yeah. So the the thing is, I didn't know anything about you know, the director or anything. I didn't look into this. I had only, I came into this knowing that Watchmen should be a self-contained and uh, never touched again thing. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but, um, so I, I came into this and I didn't know anything about it. And Nick later told me about the guy being a huge centrist and the lost guy. But as I'm watching it, I maybe I just listen for dog whistles very well or or something or or I'm just very critical of everything but you can really tell somebody's political positions by what they put in stuff and in it's it's not that it's like um I wouldn't want the uh reparations or anything like that and I wouldn't think that's a good thing but the way that they're framed in the show is not presented like... as good I feel like even with everything else, uh, the idea that uh, cops and racists are two sides of a seesaw that needs to stay balanced at all times is, a very, is <laughs> exactly. like a dead giveaway yeah, for everything absolutely. else. <laughs> or it's like, oh, it's yeah. bad. The cops are the cops are rounding up these poor racists. Oh my god, what a massacre! <laughs> See, I didn't get that at all. I I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I got. That I don't know. Was, maybe maybe that, I have. I don't know. I, I have left this brainworms. They had left the the right wing sort of sect unchecked for so long that it that it was emboldened and they were genuinely afraid of it mm -hmm. like like as a as sort of a side effect of not really doing anything like they left them let them be for so long that they became this legitimate adversary which mm -hmm. i feel like kind of isn't you know i don't know it's not hey, quite uh, the same. i can see like, that take but i, I think Cam it just City, says something I... about the politics of the creator to do that yeah i might uh i might be misremembering something but um wasn't Watchmen some kind of superhero story? Shouldn't there be some weird superheroes in this? You guys yeah. want to tell me better than those guys? That's what I wanted to lean into next is um, <laughs> when Alex and I were watching the first episode, we were like, okay, so you got the, these new heroes. You got Shiny, Shiny Rorschach. Looking uh, glass. The Red, the red Scare, who is a guy in oh, a, a red ski mask and tracksuit. And he's oh, got that. His, that that statement right there is exactly what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> so, he's got a heavy the, Russian the night, accent. It's so bad. Is it the Night Nun? I can't remember her name. Uh, oh God, now what's her, yeah, Sister what's the, Night. Her hero name. Sister Night. Oh, okay. Sister Night. <clears throat> Sister Night. Okay. Um, real quick, what did you think of as as a costumer yourself, Sydney? What do you think of her costume? Because I really, really don't like it. <laughs> okay, I. So I am not a huge fan of large edgy coats and i understand that being a fan Says the of person who cosplays things, as a pirate okay but that's not an edgy coat that's a, let's okay, save like the historical. slander for after the i'm talking no i'm talking <laughs> a pointy anime boy coat i'm talking black <laughs> with some sort of accent color on the inside star wars does it all the time when they're too big of cowards to just throw a cape on somebody 
It's like a half <laughs> cape, half coat. And I, I, I really like the fact that she paints her face black above her mask, above her face covering, because she's making her skin so black as to look artificial, like on purpose. And also, mm-hmm. she's it's like the she's inverse nighttime. of what, uh, huh? She's oh. nighttime. She's nighttime. <laughs> yeah, she, well, yeah, she's gonna say she's the inverse of what, like, uh, later on you learn Hooded Justice was doing to make himself look white as a superhero rather like so that he would be accepted so i like that it's the inverse but the costume itself isn't super memorable i liked her fighting style but and i liked the inspiration i wanted it to be more nun like i wanted it to be like more clerical and Mm -hmm. like a spooky wizard looking but that's just because that's my personal preference (laughs) yeah that was just a small gripe i just don't love her costume but then uh, as we were i really like looking glass i think his mask is the way they animated it is very cool yeah, I, I did. I was kind of into him, especially with his accent and like he's somehow even shorter than Rorschach and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like, this and is this guy's even, even more <laughs> like weird. And what is he eat? I, the last episode I was watching, he's like eating nuts out of the glove compartment, which is like, oh yeah, that, that was good. I get it. He's Rorschach. Fine like this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, Alex and I were watching this first episode, and when they go to the the. Uh, the police approximation of the Senate hearing room in uh, Star Wars Episode One, where they're all sitting in like the uh, yeah. the weird V-shaped courtroom the kind Coliseum. of deal. There's oh yeah. There's like cops, cops in like literal face coverings, which is what everyone or everyone should be wearing now, like the the covering that covers your nose down to your yeah. chin, so that their identities can't be seen, so that criminals don't go to their houses and kill them. And then randomly uh, peppered in, or is like the most insane looking guy in the world like sitting like, <laughs> in the second row to the yeah. left like the most prominent one is a like slightly larger guy wearing a speaking of five nights at freddy's a giant panda like helmet <laughs> oh yeah like, he's the one yeah. that lets them use their guns yeah this, this is the, <laughs> the man in the sound minded uh reasonable cop <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's, he was the most reasonable man in the room and it's like why we're boozing okay. he's like a wrestling heel everyone boos him when he comes <laughs> yeah. on stage he's like look i just think we shouldn't shoot Don't everyone kill anyone. <laughs> for no like, reason and they're like throwing <laughs> trash at him and triple but h's theme comes on i will yeah. say that one of the things <laughs> that i liked in the show was that i felt like the tone and i don't mean like the plot the strength of the plot or the strength of the character arcs but specifically the tone mm-hmm. the mixture of like serious stuff with hyper violence with like weird kind of pop culture references like in the comic there's the pirate uh story that the person yeah, is uh, reading yeah. the black freighter yeah and because superheroes aren't popular because they're real so it's they're the black right freighter back. and then in this, this show it's not superheroes it's the the black cowboy the marshal um all of the sort of little you know 1920s oh, okay. shorts about the cowboy uh, like I liked that kind of tone stuff, and so for me, the weird perverts in a in a panda Five Nights at Freddy costume, who's a superhero, feels on theme for me. Like the fact that the superheroes are like all kind of sex perverts because they yeah. kind of are, and in Watchmen in that's, the comic, um, that's yeah, you know, yeah, I love they that are, part so. in the comic. We well. brought that up in our Watchmen uh, comic episode, but the kind of person who would put on a mask and beat the shit out of muggers is awful is a russian guy in a tracksuit or it's a weirdo who wears a uh who's like a magician who likes being punished like they're all they're all weird perverts and so i like i like that that was a through line in this one you briefly see lube man i don't know if you got to him in one of your episodes he's a he's wearing like a gray he's wearing like a gray morph suit and he's got little you know how runners have the belt with the little miniature bottles on it he's got those but they're of like slippy material it's hell yeah he slides i don't have a ton of nice things to say about this show but that this guy was a highlight yeah he slides just his whole body right down a storm drain and it's amazing, <laughs> and it's exactly what I wanted from a Watchmen property. That's awesome. Wow. He missed out on not naming himself Greased Lightning, but maybe they're... Well, he doesn't have a name. Property. That's just, like, that's his name in the credits, you know? Like, he d- they never find out his identity, and he just is, like, you only sort it's of can guess who he is. This, the show could benefit from a little bit more mystery like that, although sometimes it did just piss me off, like, the whole thing with the car getting picked up by a magnet 
early on in the season where it's like, yeah. oh, is this going to be a big mystery? It's like, no. It's like, why did you show me this? Like, what is, what is, <laughs> when when what, the car got picked up with a fucking, like, he's just like, I got friends in high places. And then it just. And, and by that he means literally high, as in above like you it. with a magnet and right now. And you're telling me she's <laughs> like, seen he's got alien the friends. Like, yeah. Right. No, he's there's the a lot Ant-Man. of stuff like that. And like when, when she asks, when she asks Will, she's like, who killed him? And he's like, I did. And she's like, that's impossible. And it's like, no, he did. And it's not a, like, he's just telling the truth. <laughs> like, it's not a mystery. Like, I know you're like, but he's old and he's in a wheelchair. How could he do that? They, they don't, don't tell you. know fine. how to do like a, a satisfying mystery thing. And it's like, so it's so apparent at every opportunity that they try to set up like some intrigue or get something. They, going. She, like, like the first time you see like, him, he's like, have... he's like, or as an old man, he's like, you think I could lift 200 pounds? And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, God. sure. And he does. And then that's just <laughs> yes. never, that's the end. He did, he did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked that. This, I didn't love the first episode, like specifically the, the fight scene with the, against the racists and the, with the owl, owl, night owl ship thing. Ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ending part where she gets the call, drives up to the tree and sees just a guy in a wheelchair and then the chief of police hanging is like that that's a good mystery setup is like how did he do it yeah. and you saw him what, earlier i had complaints and, about the maybe shot they, Blow it. <laughs> maybe they missed the landing but i do yeah. want to talk about real quick uh shiny rorschach and the red scare like do these guys do we get to follow them at all shiny rorschach um, really. gets like an, a backstory looking glass episode. seems to be her like confidant oh, cool. to- sort of yeah, guy uh looking glass right, gets a like, whole a whole backstory yeah uh and gets a rather do- compassionate compassionate backstory i would say or at least mm-hmm. interesting yeah uh he's it's it's how all these people's lives were affected by a, a squid being dropped on manhattan and killing three million people so like he oh, was I on staten that's island a cool idea i like that and so that he's like got he's like a doomsday prepper because he's convinced that the the squid's gonna come back and it's gonna be the end of the world because he was like 20 when the squid right. happened and it traumatized him and i love that because it's like of course it would, and then you get yeah. later generations of superheroes from that. That's so, some more um, A to B um, sequel, you know, like ripple effects from the original book, which is what yeah. I kind of expected from this. I like that they're kind of going in the, an insane other direction, but as Nick is um, uh, suggesting, maybe they don't quite stick the landing on some of that stuff. <laughs> no, like, so so my, my, my thing, is, like, with the squid stuff... Obviously, people are going to be tra- traumatized and afraid the squid's going to come back. Um, mm-hmm. Why does it create squid? Ra- like, it, this thing was not a real squid. It was like a weird alien thing. We all call it a squid. But it was... But that's part of the end. That's like a... Re- like, the squid fall is like... You got... It's like a whole thing. That's part... Oh, it's like... Okay. Point. It just doesn't... Like, I liked the why is fall. it real squid? It takes them a while to deliver on that. It's like a, an episode one and okay. episode ten thing and nothing in between. Yeah, that is true. They play. Right, I'm scared to trust you on that. Yeah, in some plan. parts of the country, that just happens. Right? Yeah. I mean, this this is a thing I, that can happen in real life. In like, that's why like tornadoes and shit can pick up aquatic life and like drop it in other places. But I don't know. I'll trust you on that one. Yeah, it's. I mean, if the squid is man-made, it would stand to reason that any sort of after effects of the squid would also have to be man-made. That's all I'll say. Okay. Mm. Are there any other... Or um... woman-made. <laughs> True. Okay. <laughs> or squid-made. Sure. <laughs> no, that's um, that's very much a... Uh, I think the show likes to do about... Uh, it's, it's clever. It, it likes to pull the kind of the doctor was a woman uh, things on you. It does. It do, likes to do that sort of thing a lot. Uh, uh, and it's like... It's sort of like a. It's halfway to a, oh yeah, you should confront your own biases. What you didn't think the police chief could be a KKK member? It's like actually I did. Well, wait. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's real life. Like, what, what are you, you talking about? It's like what you didn't think the the mastermind behind the Ozymandias level scheme in this one could be a Vietnamese woman, and I'm like, why wouldn't I? Well, she didn't think this. Yeah, like, you didn't think why not? You're telling on yourself a little bit there, buddy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, that's one of those things where it treats these moments like a huge surprise, trying to like confront the biases of people, but it's like what. I don't know what reaction no, you were on. No, you're biased. Your audience yeah. is yeah. not. They're just pointing at you and saying, you didn't see this coming, did you? And no, you're, like, you're projecting. What? Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely uh, stuff in it that goes nowhere. 
Uh, you said Vietnamese woman, and I just started thinking about Lady True, and oh. her whole thing is like she's. Oh yeah. Her whole thing is pretty, pretty not. It's pretty empty. If I'm, be, if it I'm being really honest with myself. Me off. <laughs> uh, but the problem is, is that I liked Angela and Cal and uh, and Looking Glass and Lori especially so much that I was willing to overlook. Mm. Like they'd, they'd be like, "Here's a character, and none, nothing that happens to them is going to matter." And I was like, "Okay, who cares?" <laughs> so I just sort of lumped it in um. with. I, uh, so, um, I would like to say, uh, because I have not said a single positive thing about the show so far, except that I like the lubed up guy, but, um, <laughs> I, Who does? I would like, yeah. I would like to say mm. that the show's lighting, the show's scoring, yeah. uh, the show's I, I love anything uh, Trent Reznor touches, to be honest. I'm oh, a yeah, big Nine great. Inch Nails fan. Uh, if, it's, if that it's dude great. can make the social network soundtrack good, I yeah. mean, really, you just Him and like, Atticus uh, Ross, you, they're you gotta, dream team. Yeah. Just make anything work, uh, but like, uh, so yeah. The, I, I don't think that there is nothing redeemable about the show, but the thing that everyone, everything kind of hangs on is the story, and that's where it's weakest. Which is so unfortunate because, like, if you want, you know, if you want a whole product, like there are stories that you know are uh, well written but poorly acted, and you can see that mm-hmm. it comes out and the, the delivery is poor, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, the acting is very good in, in this show. Thing. Like, it's it's yeah. not bad acting. Yeah, no, no, the performances are good, and the, the actors and actresses are good. None of the people, basically, I don't have anyone to blame for any of this stuff except uh, Damon Lindelof and the people who wouldn't stop listening to him. That's well, I all mean, my problems come from there. Shows are created by a team of people. It can't be his right, sole exactly. fault. Because I that could the, also see Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, Cam. Did he write every episode? Uh, yes, he's sitting what? down with a te- with he's sitting down with a team of people that are basically uh, engineered from the beginning to not tell him no mm. because he tends to hire people who favorably reviewed his previous work. Like literally, one of the guys who wrote a bunch of TV uh, good TV reviews for Watchmen got hired onto the uh, not Watchmen uh, for Lost got hired onto the writing team for future Lindelof stuff, including this. So he's like. Okay, somebody who likes what I do, they get to join. I don't want anyone who tells me no this guy for any it. of this well, stuff. Which you should be you doing also... the opposite. You should have somebody to balance out your bad ideas. Okay, but we're all human, and if my choices are between making something I'm super excited about that I have a very distinct vision for, where I know that everyone that I'm hiring is super into it and like on board with the idea, obviously that's yeah. preferable to hiring a bunch of people that are going to fight with you on stuff. If you Just have saying. a super distinct vision for it, then why didn't you make an ending for it? Like, I yeah. Also, <laughs> I mean, I, I agree, Sid, but I, I think this was also not his property to to lord over, and it is also like, if you have a super distinct vision for something and you want it to be the best it can be, you need at least a couple critics to tell you, you know. Yeah, it's all about balance. Yeah. But I want to go back to what Nick was kind of leaning into with the. That that's like prestige TV's trick. Like when we were talking about Mad yeah. Men earlier, I don't know if I'm gonna leave that in or not. But Mad Men, what's the story of Mad Men is kind of a really ambiguous thing to ask. But it mm-hmm. looks so good. I love all the actors in it. The soundtrack is amazing, and each episode is like, "Ooh, what's old Donnie Draper gonna get into this time?" And then he but does, the moment he's gonna cheat on his wife this and time? like the dialogue <laughs> and the overall story for an episode, like that stuff does come together well. For Mad Men, right? Like at the end of an episode, you kind of have an idea of what it was about. Yeah, and it's not building towards some big crazy climax that's not going to deliver. Yes, but I would like to say we're kind of comparing apples and oranges here because Mad Men is a serial show that is trying to go on for many seasons that is designing small, completely like they're like vignettes in these people's lives. Whereas Watchmen again was a limited; they only knew they had nine episodes, so it's like chunks of a movie rather than episodic bits of a show right in my opinion yeah, yeah so i, get I feel that. like what they I'm, can get a lot get away with having the individual episodes a show can yeah. be kind of vague and like like the first episode the beginning part i was really enjoying just looking at all the signage and like stupid little references to everything like how many clocks there are and like um i, I wish i could remember more of them but with like the red predation stuff and you know, someone will have sugar cubes on the counter or, like, an owl will be in the back of the screen. That's the stuff I love. And I'm just like, oh, oh and man. then this, these little guys are doing their little thing. And it's like, <laughs> but that guy kind of looks like Rorschach. And it's like, oh, this is fun. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think I will keep watching this since it's only nine episodes, even though those episodes right, are an I, hour I might long. I'm morbidly curious 
I would just like uh, to say that whereas Watchmen focuses more on the over, sorry, Watchmen 1985 or eighty six focuses on like the character or like the how the characters fit into the overall story. Like Nick said, everything fits mm -hmm. together at the end. I think this one is mm -hmm. more. The what I liked about it is that it didn't all really fit together. It was about these different people's reaction to this absolutely insane thing that had happened and how it like affected their lives in that ripple effect. So I didn't mind the disconnection as much. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think. I, I mean. I, I, I think we were all yeah. looking for different things out of this, uh, and right. me and Nick were uh, looking for the a similar thing. I wasn't necessarily looking for a thing to be like Watchmen. I just wanted to watch a good show. And the, when the the yeah. like when the the like plotting and the the dialogue and the weird scenarios that would come up, I would just feel like weird. Especially because like you know I love Jeremy Irons' performance in this. Like I was when he was on screen, I was happy to just see him do something silly or crazy or like the scene with his like trial is really good. And like it's I liked so mind bending. <laughs> yeah, like all this stuff. It's like something that I can enjoy. And so to to kind of like set people up for something even if like you know even if uh, every individual scene was good and then kind of blow it at the end like remember let's remember uh, another prestige tv thing that uh, another hbo thing um uh remember how big of a thing game of thrones was right like how it was a cultural juggernaut the tv show specifically not the books and then when you blow the ending nobody talks about it anymore i don't like like it how, how long ago did it blow the ending that was like last year yeah like sometime last year like yeah, last, last june, fall last or, or last really was that recent? last june oh. last june yeah that's the thing right see cam it feels like a million years ago <laughs> because does, people yeah. don't talk about it anymore because they lost all of their investment all at once whereas and people talk about sopranos this show i i think that yeah, people still talk about that alex never shuts up about it yeah, so, yeah so i think clearly, that's, what, that's what you mean right yeah people yeah. Uh, people still talk about that ending because it yeah, notoriously yeah. stuck the landing <laughs> Yeah, the exactly. very famously did or a cool thing. People were talking about Inception for a really long time because they were like the ending, and I'm like, yeah. But um, yeah, having good payoff is not overrated. I would say. Yeah, and, but I don't think there's it not sticking the ending. Like people still like Game of Thrones, but they're not talking about the ending. But you there's always a caveat. I think, two? especially with like Game of Thrones, you have to be like, think, yeah, it was good. It was good early, or it was good, but the ending. Yeah, which I see fine, a lot of people but, go actually like actually oh that ending made me realize it was never good, which I was kind of surprised yeah, about. I but like see I see people talk, 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 well, talk about that. It's because people trusted the plan or whatever, and then when you, yeah, when you look yeah. behind the curtain and it's just two charlatans and some friggin' dinosaur uh, <laughs> yeah, dragon puppets back there, you're like oh they were charlatans all along. <laughs> me yeah, when you realize you've been hoodwinked, you have a different opinion. They trusted Q. Oh, oh no oh, um but like uh one of the other things is that like it's weird of this is getting into more of the like politics stuff but it's got this weird conception of like blackness as a superpower and uh this is something that comes up more towards the end so uh cam cam alex and seth aren't really gonna have seen this but like one of the things that he talks about is like why did you include the Tulsa massacre? Because I do think it's good to show more people about that event. Like the Tulsa massacre is a very like dramatic historic event, mm -hmm. and it's not talked about you know when like in history books or in in classes because uh, they tend to gloss over a lot of American atrocities and things like that. And you know it's a cool to show that, and it's cool to have that be a part of your show. However, why Lindelof wanted to show it is he said it's a big tragedy, and wouldn't it be cool if like when. Uh, Krypton explodes and Superman comes out of it. Wouldn't it be cool if a superhero came out of the Tulsa massacre? And it's like that's what you—that's all you had to, to show me about it. Like his, his the superpower is that he's black and he lived through a, a traumatic event. Like that's not—you're not telling me. I mean, me I anything, can definitely see somebody like, like new here. It, it makes sense that somebody would come out of that and want to do justice. Right. You know, yeah. that—that's totally. That's and and if he had tried to explain it as in. Uh, we rise up from this stronger from blah blah some bullshit like that instead of wouldn't it be interesting like come yeah. on give me more of that I don't know I kind of liked it see that's I like all the, like I like hanging out in the world <laughs> and so when mm. they when they didn't really deliver when they gave me kind of like a room temperature turkey sandwich at the end when I was expecting like <laughs> this massive smorgasbord of stuff I was like okay like that's kind of a disappointment but I just liked hanging out in that weird mm. surreal like world like alternate america was so interesting yeah. to me that i didn't really mm. care about i didn't care as yes. much about I, that stuff and I'm, I'm saying that i'm not trying to change your mind sydney i'm not trying to <laughs> go okay. you, you are liking that you're liking the show wrong like how dare you no <laughs> it's not like that it's just i'm just trying to express what 
irritated me so much about watching this uh, week to week. And one of the last things is that the way this show does some stupid bullshit with Dr. Manhattan that I don't even have the time to get all the way into. <laughs> but um, it's like Dr. Manhattan, instead of leaving for another universe at the end or, or another galaxy or whatever, he basically uh, he comes down to Earth, tries to live as a normal person and decides to it's it's the the implication based on what happens at the end is that uh he didn't care about humans because he had never fallen in love with a black woman before and now all of a sudden he cares about humans like that that was the difference i disagree (laughs) because i'm a hopeless romantic i would just like to say that i do wish the race stuff like looking at the race stuff now and knowing that it's lindelof and he's just like a 47 year old white guy it does bum me out a bit because if it had been written by a black person especially by a black woman all of the Tulsa stuff, you would have been like, yes, Superman, last son of Krypton. Like, I would mm-hmm. have loved that. But knowing that it's like a, a white it's, guy who was like, wouldn't it be interesting? Is like, that's a that's It's a not like an all-white writer's team or anything like that, but it's like this thing that goes through it where it's... It's the thing from Get Out. It's like we're... We're showing you that, um, you know, racists are wrong. Being being black is, you know, it's important. It's cultural. But it's not just that it's important and cultural. It's literally a superpower. Like, if, if only Dr. Manhattan had met a, a, a nice black person, he would have decided that humanity is worth saving. <laughs> I, see, I totally didn't get that at all. Yeah, I, I think I that's a wild take. I didn't get that impression take. at all. Uh, I didn't get that I, far, yeah. so I can't say anything about it. <laughs> I, I mean, will likely agree with Nick, but I can't say for sure. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, no, really it just feels, it feels weird. It feels, it, it just <laughs> feels so, it feels so uncomfortable to me in a way of like, uh, not like a character assassination way. Cause I don't care what they do with these characters at this point. Like, it's like, I'm not, I can't be affected by what you're doing at this point. I have an invincible, I have a bulletproof shield. That's like nothing you do to these characters. Is it's going made to, of like, Green Lantern. Drill it. Yeah. Suit, uh, green <laughs> yeah, exactly. CGI. I'm rubbering yeah, exactly. your glue. It's not anything like that. It's, uh. I, I just feel I don't know. It's I, I want you to you know treat your characters well, and I want you to have a, a diversity in your show. I just think that having this uh, reverence for uh, these things, like I mean, you know, I like having the uh, red for redfordations stuff. Like I think that's kind of I think, I think that's, that's a thing that should have, happen like, in real life. If there were if if there were uh, if there were reparations, of course, people would be like uh, a- angry about them in some way, and like there would there would be some kind of social backlash. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's an interesting thing to explore, but the idea that the the problem is a uh, completely representation uh, based one, and that um, like the, uh, the the kinder, sweeter Doctor Manhattan was just one kiss away, and that he didn't it's some they they were they were nice enough to him. No, yeah, hold on, see, let's... what what I <laughs> Go got ahead, is Sydney, that. Would... He's he, so he's Dr. Manhattan and he's disconnected uh-huh. from humanity because when you experience all of time all at once and you see that everyone's human lifespan is just a speck in the universe, why would you care mm-hmm. about any of it? But for some reason, despite that, in Watchmen, he falls in love with two separate ladies, mm-hmm. showing that mm-hmm. there is a nougaty romantic center of human that is still in there. <laughs> I, when I would agree with that. Him, when Laurie convinces him to help intervene and stop uh, Adrian and save humanity uh it's because he's like he's willing to listen to her he wouldn't have listened to most people but he loves her in his own weird way and so he listens to her and he realizes that her existence is a miracle and that always felt really romantic to me i know he means Mm. that it's like a the statistical chance of it is like so Mm mind-boggling to him that he's like impressed by humanity but it also felt romantic so the idea that being dr manhattan would make you like like categorically unfit for a relationship with a human woman that he would be essentially doomed to be alone as Manhattan because he experiences time simultaneously and he annoys the shit out of every girl he dates. Yes. <laughs> I understand the impulse to like, you know what? If I'm going to try to get like anything three out of me the rest trying of my to life, you at once. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got a guy who tastes like a battery. Be a normal guy. So I oh. like that he becomes a normal guy and he remembers what it's like to love and sacrifice. And then that's what does it. I don't think it's that she's an exceptionally special lady. She is. She's, like, tough and, and you know, in, unique. But I don't think that it's her blackness that makes him, like... And again, I don't... I'm the... You know, all of this has a giant asterisk because Lord knows the pasty five of us don't have no. any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I, I, I would agree with the Dr. Manhattan angle that he does have a bit... Like, he's got humanity left in him. But I think at and the think end of Watchmen, the comic... yeah. Um, at the end of Watchmen, the comic, he leaves Earth knowing that he just kind of fucks everything up for everybody because he loves 
you know, her. Like, not not just, you know, her, but the entirety of humanity and yeah. lets her be with um, Night Owl and is happy for her and leaves. So I feel like for him to go back into that, even though he knows, like, in the end, he probably isn't the best for anybody. I'd like, to, I'd like to present the idea that Dr. Manhattan is very dumb. And he's he's not a genius. I mean, he's after reading a, Doomsday the Clock, most powerful yes, idiot he's in the very world. dumb. Oh yeah, all right. If we're counting that as canon, then absolutely, he is the uh, most powerful idiot in the entire. <laughs> yeah, um, he has metaverse. no idea what he's fucking doing. He ruins all his relationships. He like he fucks everything up and leaves. And then like he thinks he gives people cancer. He's like kind of. He's not. I'm uh on what's um, the difference? Omnipotent, right? Is omnipotent is all powerful and omniscient. He is omnipotent. Yeah, he's not omnipotent. Not the other one. Like he can so, see um, everything at once, but he doesn't necessarily know what to do with it. He doesn't know people's thoughts. Right. He's, he was just one of my a, favorite lines in the original Watchmen is um uh it's like in you know in uh, twenty seconds you're gonna tell me you've been sleeping with Dan Dryberg and uh, a lawyer's like how did you know I've been sleeping with Dan Dryberg and he goes what. <laughs> it's like obvi- obviously like he is experiencing all time at once is a little weird for him i love him because so much he know yeah he knows what's happening but he can't process yeah it he's still got a once. human brain yeah he's see yeah, i like that at this point but i yeah. think to dive any deeper in this show would also be um harmful to our human brains so maybe we should i might continue it just God. to see I'm the rest i'm gonna keep watching as well yeah because I, I would I, if HBO i will not watch any more of this show okay <laughs> and if you have tr- if you have trouble making sense of it uh there is a um uh the podcast struggle session uh which whose host uh, leslie lee the third does a great breakdown yeah, of hilarious. not just the comic book uh stuff of it but also the the race stuff of it uh which, uh, you know, after watching these episodes, it kind of made me think about it in a different way uh, where he's, you know, he's uh, coming at it from the uh, uh, from the idea of a, uh, a black comic book fan who has had to deal with shitty representations forever. And he gets to the show and he's like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> mm. uh, and uh, I think that that's a very uh, interesting way to put, put it. And then you have Jack Allison on it who just has worked in TV. And so he's like, oh, I know what it's like to have to deal with showrunners like this. And they are the fucking worst people on the planet. And it's an interesting perspective to have uh, guys with those experiences uh, well, like talk about the show. Alex, you said you were probably not going to watch the rest of it. That's right. Is, can I just know what you're I know we kind of like the Lord knows Nick and I have a lot of feelings on this one clearly but what was was your just general impression just that everything was kind of dumb yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I don't you know I, I, yeah, I only caught two and... episodes and I was uh, either flabbergasted or annoyed most of the time <laughs> that's fair Again, that's a good way to, that's a, another way of describing my, I've got my a deep attachment so obviously I'm a little yeah bit... and I and I Having just read Watchmen this month, I a lot of that like it it was a thing that held up for me. So like not that they bastardized this because they they did a different they took it in a different direction, but yeah. I was also like oh you know I I know how good and how much this thing uh from this comic from the eighties holds up. This TV show from last year feels archaic by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> feels ancient. It feels yeah. like how how dare you? Especially with again the events of this year, like how different the it's world totally looks. Totally yeah. tone deaf. It's I mean it was wild tone deaf last tone year. Deaf so much of it must seem. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, y- y- yeah, but I, especially on the... yes, I, I have okay. no interest in I, watching I more of you. this. I mean, not to harp on the 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 political and racial issues of the show to again even further but i mean 2016 was a racial hell war and it has continued you know every year since the since yes. for a long time so <laughs> the point yes. can be to made be... that this has always been a problem but mm-hmm. yes yeah. yeah it's not more people are aware new. of it this year you could say that this show was dated uh years before it came out when the trayvon martin stuff mm-hmm. happened Yes. And then every every year since then, it has gotten more dated, but it came out like four years after that. The yeah. show is so. experiencing being problematic in many different timelines all at once. <laughs> but um, not, on, much unlike In one timeline, it is uh, not problematic. I, I mean, Cam is trying so hard to end this mother. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of here, baby. I have things to do. Please. But, all right. but there's a lot to talk about with the show. And I think maybe as watch month continues in the next uh day <laughs> we're really late on this we'll we'll maybe talk about it more um but yeah, upcoming um, we have an episode where i might try and uh squeeze my way onto it but nick and um seb are going to talk about the comic series doomsday clock where batman right. teams up with rorschach or whatever the fuck so <laughs> sort of? well you know yeah that's you're you're not entirely wrong it's oh, um no 
it it's stupid in a different way than this. Uh, it's also fake. But it hits on the same kind. Of, yeah, it hits on the same kind of things where um, there are not. It's not there. Are, not everything about it is bad. But I liked it better than I liked this. So plotting. Yeah, the the writing and plotting of uh, Doomsday Clock is where it falls apart. Whereas the uh, the art and uh, like the the kind of pacing of it, there's a lot of things that are like not terrible about it. And Gary Frank does a great job as illustrator. Yeah, the, the art but, is like, great. Yeah, like so they look really nailed the, to, the look. I don't know if this episode comes out last or that'll come out last, but this is the conclusion of Watch Month. Look forward yes. to our continuation Thank next you. year in Thank November. Thank you. Do, why, don't don't put us on the hook for that. It's, <laughs> of all of the bits that we do that turn into a yearly thing, it will I don't know about time, Watch Month. Just because we do something once doesn't mean it has to be repeated every year Nick, until the heat death of the universe. Nick, unless you plan some sort of cataclysmic event to stop us from destroying ourselves next year. We gotta, we gotta summon a giant squid. <laughs> then it's going to happen. We're starting our own doomsday clock of sorts. You'll have to oh, put boy. a squid in our apartment at the least. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a, but, um, a squid. Thanks for sticking around. This is our monthly episode. Thank next, you, Sydney, next... for coming on. Yes. Yeah, Are we you on so much? Next month has... Uh, have you? Um... Uh, we're not at the moment. Uh, we are. Uh, we are below the, currently below the threshold. But I have received a threat to put us back at the threshold. So I think we are probably going to have a pull up by the time you uh, hear this. And with for it being December, we're all um, starved for any type of uh, joy and like jolly in the world. So we'll, mm-hmm. we might do a bonus Christmas episode or something. We'll see what happens. We need to be but, holiday uh, cheer is in such short supply these days. Yeah, but thank yeah. you, Sydney, for hopping on this very weird and rushed recording schedule. Uh, we're yeah, glad you're no, available it's quite to right. kind of Woke ground us. This feels like it should happen drunk in the dark of night where no one can see yes. us. Yes, but can, here we you are. Can in hang the day. On to, you can hang on That's to the mic. That's how we, we prefer to have you at any, at any opportunity. Yeah, and just closing words, I'll just like to say that Bob Benson from Mad Men does put on a little Dr. Manhattan uh, Speedo bikini bottoms because he wants to turn himself into him and it's the cutest thing i've ever seen <laughs> okay. so if that doesn't get you to watch more of that show i don't know what will that's the hook baby put it there on the poster make sure to keep your refrigerator come in a safe place bye everyone bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah follow us on twitter at please don't cast okay bye <laughs> bye <laughs>